You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I got to talk to someone that works in horticulture, and if you don't know what that is, it basically centers around the growing of agriculture, like the growing of fruits and plants, and the sale of it. It's definitely really interesting learning about a new industry. I had never heard about this industry before, but it seems super interesting, and a lot of the points that she brings up about what flowers do to a person and just studies that her company has done about agriculture and horticulture it's really interesting and i found it really intriguing and i hope that you do too so my first question to you is who are you and what is your job title my name is elizabeth burdett and i'm a channel accounts manager all right so what is your job description like what do you do So my job description, uh, like most people in horticulture, is fluid, but what channel accounts means is I manage the different arms of profitability uh, for our company that don't necessarily fit into its own department, but they still need to be uh, managed and taken care of from that perspective. So part of it, I manage uh, global partners, part of it is strategic partners, and some of it are uh, licensees for uh, horticultural products, flowers. So it can look you know, different from every day and there are a lot of different uh, titles in horticulture and it's so seasonal, just similar to farming in a way, mm-hmm. that you have busy times and you have times that are a little bit less busy so it looks different uh, every day. So the job titles have different responsibilities as you carry throughout the seasons. Can you describe what horticulture is and what your industry is about? Sure. Uh, Horticulture is growing flowers, fruits, and vegetables and plants for ornamental purposes. And uh, our industry is about really coloring the world and improving, uh, improving life for a lot of people. You know, our company did this study where we took in flowers and Uh, We put flowers along one street and then did not put them on another street, and it actually led to reduced litter, increase in sales for the shops that were there. The shopkeepers actually started talking and created, like, a community. So, you know, it does so much more than just exist. I mean, we all walk around and see flowers and see plants. They're all around us, but it's really a hidden industry. You know, you don't think of it as where do they come from and where do those plants originate from and who's breeding them and what does that mean uh, in terms of the big topics. You know, people talk about GMOs and things like that. So what does that look like in the realm of ornamentals and how does that impact us and where do these plants originate? You know, we have farms all over the world and then they come into the U.S. and are grown out and go into our garden and we really get to enjoy them. So it's really about getting beautiful things that people get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you always know that you wanted to work in horticulture from an early age? No. <laughs> I thought that I wanted to be a doctor, and uh-huh. I went and actually did my pre-med, and while I was, work- I was working on my pre-med, I was working in a garden center because that's where I had found a job, and... Uh, It was in the recession, and 
I just loved working in horticulture. I mean, I did my classwork for biochem, and I did my classwork for, you know, all those different anatomy pieces and the cadavers and everything, and it was fine. But I could stay up until one in the morning at the garden center, and I just wow. was so passionate, and I love being outside, and I love the people and the fact that it changes all the time. And so I remember I finished my pre-med, and I went to my parents and said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be a doctor. I think I'm going to go into flowers, which I didn't know uh -huh. yet was called horticulture. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, most parents you would think were going to be like, what are you talking about? You know, you're going mm -hmm. to be a landscaper. You know, they didn't uh -huh. know that it's so much bigger than that. And uh, they were so excited to much of my surprise oh, wow. because they saw how passionate I was about it and how much it made me really come alive and be excited about uh, every day. And it's really worked out well uh, for me and my career. I've really enjoyed it. Wow, that's awesome. So how did you know, like, specifically that you wanted to work in that job specifically? Were you more of like, I want to go into this job or more of this industry? Uh, great question. More of this industry. The industry just has such a unique culture that I haven't found anywhere else. And, you know, a lot of my friends that work in different industries have these cultures that are hyper-competitive and really cutthroat. And not that we're not competitive, but, you know, we have this, uh, it's, like we, it's almost like a traveling trade show where everybody from all over the world comes together and showcases their products and all these different competing breeders. And wow. uh, we, yeah, it's really awesome. It's up the coast of California and it's called CAST. And we're talking about what that's going to look like in the future. And all of the competitors are coming together to decide how that will look and how it will frame out and how it's going to impact the customer and our customers that we're all competing for. And we're able to sit down and discuss it. And that's really unique that you can make a group discussion and then go out and compete for the same customer. Mm -hmm. And I just mm -hmm. love that community of sharing. You know, I was just... I love that I can ask a competitor a question, you know, they'll tell me a straight answer. And that was so unique, honesty and doing the right thing and um, being able to be outside were so important to me. I love plants and, you know, I can be inside sometimes and outside other times. And that's just such a nice mix rather than sitting at a desk all day. I didn't think I could ever do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a sentiment a lot of people talk about where, they don't want to sit at a desk all the time and they want to go outside and I think that's something that your job lets you do it actually encourages like going outside it's actually like it's because it's for flowers and it's for um you know flowers are made for being outside but I think flowers are also oh actually no now that I think about it flowers have an important role inside so has your company done a lot of research on uh I, I, th I know you talked about flowers like outside and mm -hmm. their effects has there been anything about what they're like inside yeah we've shown uh you know we all know that it improves breathing it actually uh reduces different particles and uh helps remove carbon carbon dioxide uh particulates and uh benzene and up to 90 percent of formaldehyde which is crazy and 
uh, you know, it can actually calm people and uh, help lessen severe symptoms of ADD. It can just help people uh, calm down after stressful days. If we've shown a lot of positive effects from indoor plants and, you know, especially the foliage movement that's happening right now where people are starting to garden more and, and bring plants inside, you know, even if they have a small studio or something, you can still get a succulent or you can still get, you know, a small foliage plant to put inside and, you know, watching that grow as they get more confident and then they put baskets outside and they get into different colors and types of plants and it's really fun to watch that uh, change. Okay, so now I want to shift this into a different direction and I want to ask okay. more about your work life and what you do on a daily basis. So what's like, if someone is to work in horticulture, what is their typical daily schedule like? So that varies uh, pretty drastically on what their job is, which I love, and what season it is. So for me, uh, just to give kind of some high level examples, like two weeks ago, I was in Germany at a trade show looking at all the new products that are going to be coming out. And then a week later, I was in like kind of a rural part of America with a customer talking about what products they can um, produce and sell into a Costco. And then this week I was talking to a customer that's in a big city uh, downtown. They have like a street vendor and they sell flowers to people, uh, make your own bouquets out of the back of a truck and was talking to them about different genetics and products they can use that will have a longer shelf life. So it really, uh, ver and then, you know, getting a call about a product that got stuck coming in from Kenya or uh, products looking really good and how that's going to help their customers sell early and uh, some of those different things. So it can really look quite different. You know, we have a supply chain piece of our yeah company yeah. and you know they're so focused on this product and it's really unique because it's a live good that you're shipping that has a very limited amount of time that it can be in a truck because it's also letting off gases that slowly shorten its shelf life and you know when it's in a confined space that happens even faster or more prevalently so it can look quite different uh, most of the time I would say we start pretty early and that's part of dealing with, you know, varying time differences. Uh, but that's not everyone. You know, if you're in a greenhouse, you're going to work their set hours. And what's unique about those two is they have some downtime. So it might be a little bit quieter, you know, certain parts of the year. And you may get some more time off and some unique opportunities with that, which is really nice. Uh, you know, for me, I work at a company that we have a corporate office. And so... I have a hub, which is nice, but I have worked in a greenhouse before, and I liked that as well. You know, we have an a IT side, which is developing apps where you can order on and doing all different things. So I know that's kind of a wow. hard thing to answer, but it really depends on yeah. where you land in the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but really the central thing is our focus to make the customer successful and happy. Mm -hmm. And you really described like how you can go in, uh, you can work in different environments. So would you say that for your job specifically, you for the most part have had the opportunity to choose the environment that you want to work in? 
Yeah, I would, uh, which is nice. I get to plan my own travel schedule for the most part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can work around different things like if our kids have gymnastics, okay, well, then I'll travel early in the week rather than later. If my husband wants to Mm -hmm. do something, you know, sometimes there's times you have to go and um, be with the customer because that's when they can make. But for the most part, you know, you can really plan uh, around that, uh, around your time in a way uh, because you're planning your travel, which is nice. And you can also choose, you know, hey, this part of the week I'm going to be in the greenhouse and this part of the week I'm going to be in the office because I know I need to do these things for pricing or to make sure that the customer gets their order on time or, you know, I need to make this uh, presentation or something like that. So it's really quite variable and you get to choose for the most part where it is. Obviously, the customer comes first. So if they have a need, you go out and do it, right? Especially being in account management. But uh, for the most part, you can choose that. And it's nice because I can go outside. I'm based in Chicago. And so right now it's pretty nasty. And there's, you know, I will go up to Canada and it'll be just as cold and that's fine, you know, and I might go down to South Florida and it'll be really warm and that's great too. So it's a really nice variation mm-hmm. uh, of seeing the world and seeing the country. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's really nice how you can travel a lot. How, what would you say like your advice is for somebody who wants to work in an industry, but doesn't know what exactly to do because you described earlier how you really like this industry and you did it more so for the industry than the actual job. So what's your advice for somebody who wants to go into an industry but doesn't know what job to go into? I have always based my job decisions since I was I got my first job at 14. Uh, I've always based them on I wanted to work somewhere that someone at that location was making it a career because then I could really glean a lot of knowledge from them. So even when I was working at a a nursery, some people call them plant stores, but even when I was working at a nursery, I worked somewhere where people were there as their career trajectory and they could teach me a lot of things. It wasn't like just a side uh, job that someone was doing or like a hobby. It was really something someone was chasing. So I'd say work somewhere where another person is making a career and they can mentor you. Maybe it's not even like a formal mentorship, but you can learn so much just by asking questions and, you know, being inquisitive and listening. You know, people will love to teach you what they know. And just that curiosity piece is huge. And go work in it in any capacity. You know, I started off and wasn't really making that much because of just where I worked and my experience level, but everywhere and every job change and um, every title, I've learned a little bit more and uh, been able to add to my resume and, you know, get to a place where we're comfortable and happy and it's working out really well. So I would just say, you know, start somewhere. Anywhere is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And anywhere that you can apply that uh, knowledge onto a later career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what was your pathway to this? And like, what were your jobs that led up to where you are today? (laughs) So Uh I started out uh, as a cashier of a, of a nursery. Uh Uh-huh. So I was like checking out when people were buying plants and 
I knew some. My parents had a garden, but, you know, I would read all the labels and started to memorize them. And then when it was a little bit slower, I would go out into the greenhouse and uh, water plants and see where I could help people and start deadheading, which is picking off dead blooms. And then I befriended this woman that worked there, who uh, Kim, who had a PhD in horticulture and wow. taught me. Yeah, she's great and taught me like all these different things about horticulture and really made me passionate about the industry. Uh, and it was so awesome. And then I started working in sales in the nursery uh, full time. And from there, I went to uh, work in floriculture design and I designed huge flower beds for commercial properties, which was really fun. And I enjoyed it. It was a good way to flex that creative arm and uh, design flowers, which is kind of crazy, and doing estimations and uh, profit and loss statements, which taught me a lot about the finance side of it and the implications of decisions, because you may have a really great business idea, but it might not work out financially. Uh, from there, I came to where I am now at Ball, and I worked in supply chain and got a really good operational experience under my belt, learned a lot about shipping and freight and the legalities that go with that and the challenges and uh, all the different pieces operationally that run along with that. And I really enjoyed it, but I most enjoyed the relationships with the customers and with uh, looking at how things implicate our business in the long term. And that's really how I got to where I am now in my current role. Wow. Wow. So I can tell like even like, you know, from the beginning, you knew that you wanted to work with plants and found this as your passion from that early time in your life. Um, what would you say is your advice for somebody to help find their passion and help find like something that they love to do? I would just think about what do they what do they enjoy doing? as just a base, really, you know, I, I knew I loved being outside and I knew I loved hiking and being around nature. Well, how can I turn that into a career? You know, if you love uh, computers or something like that, how can you, you know, that's a little more of a straight path, right? Mm -hmm. If you love uh, tinkering with things and stuff like that, you know, how, how do you turn that into a career? So really think about what it is that you enjoy doing and then how that can fit in uh, to it. I really, you know, when I look at horticulture, I can look at my role and say, you know, here are the different pieces about it. But when I look at it as an industry, I think that that's really the standout for me. You know, we have people in finance and in IT and product management all the way down to, you know, like bioengineers and all those different pieces and it just comes back to being an industry full of people that are flexible and curious and unique and interesting. I've never met somebody that's bored me in horticulture. And so, you know, find out what kind of culture you like too. You know, are you, do you need a really black and white rigid structure? Then, you know, maybe not the best path for you, but if you're a little more flexible and curious, you know, figure out how you can fit that into an industry that's really nice and has a great culture mm -hmm. but i'm mm -hmm. probably a little biased so. <laughs> um 
So what would you say are like some of your experiences or stories that you love um that like make you love horticulture like what are some things that have happened that you might want to share with us i love that when things are going wildly wrong Uh which happens in every industry right every industry is going to have something that goes wrong you look Uh at I mean, the airline industry with the maxes, you know, that was huge. But if things go wildly wrong, we still have, even though it's horticulture, that base culture in the mentality of a farmer, which is pulling up your bootstraps and focusing on the solution rather than the problem and working together, realizing that we have to make it work. And that it's more about finding a solution and being a part of the solution than the problem. And there's so many different times I can think about something came up and we had to collaborate with a competitor or with somebody that we wouldn't normally work with. And they're open to that and interested in that. And I think that that's so great, you know, looking at how we're always trying to grow, like that example I gave earlier about the two different streets and you know, looking at how we're now investigating drones and AI and uh, Mm -hmm. different automation to make this a better long-term solution, I think is so great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some important traits that someone might need to have to work in horticulture? Is it a tough job? Is it something that people can pick up right away? Or, you know, what would you say are some traits? I think being flexible and being curious and, you know, really wanting to make a difference. I mean, it's in the scheme of industry size, uh, it's a size where you can be in and there's a lot of opportunity and you can still make a difference. I remember when I started at Ball, uh, in like my first two weeks, I got to name a plant and I thought, that is so cool. And it's still used and I can go to a garden center and I can find it and buy it. And I think that that's so unique and so wild, you know, thinking back on that. And, you know, you can make a decision that you can see the impacts of. And being in an industry that is willing to take bets on people is really cool. You know, I mean, reducing energy use and, uh, bettering the environment that's Uh that's just Mm -hmm. extra you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. what if there's like a teenager out there that likes what they're hearing about horticulture and they want to get into this industry what would you say your advice is for them like what are some first steps they could take so there's a really cool website it's actually a new organization newer organization called seed your future so you can go seedyourfuture.org slash uh, careers and there's a whole page about you know if you like this then here are some different parts of the industry to keep looking in and there's uh, links to go look at different internships and different job openings and things like that so you know even we have garden writers and we have a whole publication division and you know it's crazy to think about we have all these different pieces right we have these catalogs that we put out every year and Uh, So we have professional photographers that work in-house and 
uh, all these different parts of horticulture. It's not just plants. And, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind that you can't be what you can't see. And so that's why I think that this podcast, Major Jobs, is so important because you're really mm -hmm. shedding light on some of these mm -hmm. industries that aren't as common. Yeah. And I love hearing about different industries and, you know, things like this. They're not that known, but now that you think about it, you know, whenever you go to like a Home Depot, you look at the flowers there. I don't know. The the event where like you talk about how like you named a flower and you still see it yeah. at places sometimes like that just like struck me like, yeah, this it you, we really like don't we take these things like for granted where like you just go inside of a Lowe's or a Home Depot and you see like the flowers in there. But every little thing has like back end to it and there's a lot of different things that go into it so um yeah i just find it really interesting and really fascinating um for my for my last question i was wondering uh what like the future looks like for you like what do you want to do or what do you want to like continue doing from now on do you i'm assuming you want to stay in this industry is there like anything you can like move up from here Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, horticulture has been global for since it's one of the longest running industries. That's a global industry. You know, a lot of other ones are just getting into global business and things like that. And we have been in it for a long time, but it's looked different uh, as far as what products they use. And, you know, the laws are different from a global perspective and, I think that that's really interesting. It's almost like a new frontier. Even though we've been in it for a long time, there's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, and I like that market and working with our global partners. I like working stateside with uh, some of our North American partners and, you know, the challenges that it brings working here in the U.S. And the competition is, is pretty stiff uh, against other breeders and genetics and things like that. So what do I want to keep doing? I definitely want to be in horticulture and uh, just learning more about it. I, you know, I never feel like I know enough about it. I think it'd be cool to do a plant exploration. I have a friend that is going to China and he's going to climb this mountain and look for new plants. I think wow. that's an yeah. awesome trip. So things like that would be really cool. Wow. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this interview. Thank you so much for talking about what it's like working in horticulture and the industry and just like explaining the industry and what it's like. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. I really appreciate it. Sure thing. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.